It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. The dictionary. Let's bring songs back into these episodes. No, we we don't always want to do that. We just need to bring as much silliness as possible because that what's that's that's what makes it great. I think I got a hair in my mouth. Maybe it's a mustache hair. I got a shave too. Okay. The first word in this episode is domain or domain. Hmm. Domain or domain. Now, the previous word, previous episode, um, they they do have the same pronunciation, domain. But this, the the second pr- possible pronunciation for both is different, because this one is spelled D O M A I N E. Domain, domain, domain. Noun from 1956. It is a vineyard, especially in Burgundy that makes and bottles wine from its own grapes. I believe that is in France. Uh, Yes, this is a French word. It is short for domaine vinicole, or viticole, and I don't know how to pronounce that properly. Um, It literally means property or domain. And, of course, the previous word talked about how the domain is the the land, so the, the vineyard owns their domain, their land where all of their grapes grow. How do your grapes grow? Okay, the sound effect will be... Boop. Domain name is next. Two words, noun from 1982. I think I still got the hair in my mouth. Ooh, I got one out. Yay. Okay, domain name from 1982. A sequence of usually alphanumeric characters that specifies a group of online resources as of a particular company or person and that forms part of the corresponding internet addresses. And the example of the uh, alphanumeric characters is uh, it actually gives the website for the company that makes this book. Uh, I have not officially divulged it just because I don't think it really matters. Um... But, um, but yeah, I just think it's funny that they're totally advertising their own website in their book. I think that's funny. Okay, that's the domain name. That's how you get to a website. It is the website, and it's the name for the domain. Next, Boop. dome, D-O-M-E, first form, noun from 1513. Number one is archaic. A stately building. The synonym is mansion. Well, sometimes stately buildings or mansions have a dome, but yes, I have never heard of them called a dome. Uh, and yeah, that's that's why this is archaic, because we don't use it anymore. Two, a large hemispherical roof or ceiling is a dome. Maybe someday I'll have a house with a dome on top. That would be so ostentatious of me. Three, a natural formation or structure that resembles the dome or cupola of a building. A natural structure. Hmm. 
what what sort of natural structures resemble a dome? Well, I mean, in a cave, a cave could have a dome inside that's a, a natural structure. Four, a form of crystal composed of planes parallel to a lateral axis that meet above in a horizontal edge like a roof. What? Crystal. So would this be possibly in a cave? A form of crystal composed of planes parallel to a lateral axis that meet above. And I don't understand this. It's something about domes and crystals. Five, an upward fold in rock whose sides dip uniformly in all directions. Again, I need pictures of these things. You know what I need? I need the dictionary for children. Every single entry has a picture. This book would be a thousand times bigger if we put a picture to everything or anything that had a visual element. Upward fold in rock whose sides dip uniformly in all directions. So I guess that makes sense. Like if there's a thing in the middle and then it dips down all the way around, that's like a dome shape. But uh, I'm not exactly sure what this upward fold is exactly. Six, a roofed sports stadium. Oh, yeah, we have lots of stadiums that are domes. They have a big dome. Could be retractable. Maybe not. Uh, I don't... I mean, I guess it's there to... Uh, we'll keep the sound in. Keep the rain or or snow out. Uh, that's helpful. Uh, keep keep the, the birds out, maybe. They, they'll still get in. Those birds, they're sneaky little buggers. They always get into places like that. Seven. A person's head. That is a dome. Oh, yes, I like to call my head my dome. Domo, with an A-L, that is an adjective. So, well, it says it is French, Italian, and Latin. It's from the French word dome, which means dome or cathedral. From Italian, duomo, which means cathedral. Uh, I have, so I think there's a, at least a couple uh, duomos in Italy uh, I I went to the one in, oh, where was this, Milan? When I heard that Milan, I went there for work. When I heard that it had a Duomo, I thought it was the Duomo that I had heard of before, which might be in Rome, possibly, uh, but it's not. It's a different one. I was a little disappointed, but it's still a pretty spectacular building. But here's the thing. I don't remember any domes in this Duomo, and this makes sense now. It just means cathedral. I guess it doesn't have to have a dome, but maybe there's a dome that I just don't remember seeing. It's also from the Middle Latin domus, which means church. Uh, Also the Latin domus, which means house. Ah, see, domus is church, and the house one is like a domicile. That's where it comes from, your domicile. And akin to the Greek word domos, which means house also. And the Sanskrit word dam or dam, which maybe that also means house. So that's kind of where all this comes from. Uh, your house, uh, the church is like the house for the, the, the religion. And then it became a cathedral. And then literally just a dome. Because I don't think any of these things always had domes on them. Like what we think of. Second form of dome 
verb from 1876, starting with transitive, one, to cover with a dome. You know what? I think that stadium, it needs to be domed. Can you, uh, can you go dome that stadium? Dome it with a dome. Two, to form into a dome. Intransitive is to swell upward or outward like a dome. Maybe if you got hit on the head and you got a big old bump, you'd have a dome on the dome. Next is Doomsday Book. Doomsday Book. I guess I would have thought that that had two O's, but now that I'm thinking about it, maybe not. Uh, Let's see. Let's look at the D-O-O section. Oh, yeah, see, Doomsday has two O's. So what's with this one? Well, this is capital D-O-M-E-S-D-A-Y, second word, capital B-O-O-K. Doomsday or Domesday. You could say Domesday book. That is proper. Noun from 1591, a record of a survey of English lands and land holdings made by order of William the Conqueror about 1086. But it didn't come into our language until 1591. Well, it does say that it is from the Middle English Domesday, which means Doomsday, but uh, that's not at all what I think of as Doomsday. So, let's see, when is uh, Doomsday? Uh, that's going to be at the end of March, was it like a week Like a week from now or so? You'll learn about Doomsday. So there must be a different definition than, you know, the end of the world. Hmm. Boo! Domestic is next. First form, adjective from the 15th century, 1A, living near or about human habitations. Near human habitations or about human habitations is domestic. So uh, what would that be? Well, 1B, the synonyms are tame and domesticated, as in the domestic cat. It could also be the domesticated cat or the tame cat, but we just say domestic cat. So the, the domestic cat, if, there's, if it's not living in your house, then it's living uh, near or about human habitations. Two, of relating to or originating within a country and especially one's own country, as in domestic politics, domestic wines. So, yeah, the idea of this is just anything related to the country that you are in, that you live in, that you are from, that, you, that you're in currently, is domestic. So, for me, anything that's America, the United States of America, that's domestic. Domestic travel, domestic politics. And then, when you go past the borders of the country, then it becomes foreign. Ooh, those scary foreign things. Number three of or relating to the household or the family, as in domestic chores, also domestic happiness. I hope we all have domestic happiness, happiness in the household with the family. Uh, So yeah, we go from uh, a thing that uh, lives, lives near humans to a country all the way down to the house. And what else we have? We have number four, devoted to home duties and pleasures, 
as in leading a quietly domestic life. So you're just, you're really focusing on this, just the stuff around the house and the family, and you're not really maybe doing a lot of traveling or uh, leaving home too much or like doing things that aren't related to the home. I don't know. I mean, I guess overall we have a pretty domestic life. I mean, I, I go to work, uh, we do some traveling, but not a ton, and, um, and uh, you know, just spend a lot of time at home, go for walks, but, you know, we do... We do, we do the dishes, we do the laundry, we watch the, the TV and the movies. Uh, I guess that would be called a domestic life, a quiet domestic life. And number five, it is this synonym, indigenous. So something that is uh, that was originally from that area is indigenous or also domestic. Domestically is an adverb. Uh, basically, this is from the Latin domus, again, uh, just like dome, uh, which, you know, means home. So, uh, yeah, the home, your home place, your home house, your home country, uh, that is, uh, that's your dome, your domus, your house, it's domestic. Uh, ooh, okay, yeah, well, okay, 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 fine, yes, okay, great. Woo! Domestic, second form. Noun from 1613. One, a household servant. Uh, That's interesting. I don't know how much this gets used anymore. I think a lot less people have servants than they used to. There are still definitely rich people who have servants. But uh, do, do they call them domestics? Hmm. And I guess that is because they are in the house. Two, an article of domestic manufacture. And that one is usually used in plural, so it would be domestics. So that's a thing that's made, a domestic manufacturer. Is that manufacturer that's made in your country? I, I guess. Boo! Domestic animal. Two words, noun from 1743. Any of various animals, as the horse or sheep, domesticated so as to live and breed in a tame condition. Oh, there's so many animals that we have domesticated. They're so happy to hang out with us uh, because they don't know anything else after all these generations. Animals. What? That was listing the word animals as if it were a specific animal. No. Uh, so they said horse and sheep. How many can we think of? Cows, bulls, chickens, turkeys, donkeys, uh Pigs, you know, cats, dogs, uh, turtles, gerbils, birds, some birds. Uh, so many domesticated animals are out there. Um, boy, I, I feel like I've got a lot of things to say about this one. I don't know. Well, the dog, I think, is the first one that we domesticated. And I think they say, you know, the uh, the, the cave people, the Ander- Neanderthals, the, the people from tens of thousands of years ago, uh, they, they would live kind of near the wolves. And the wolves eventually got brave enough to come closer to get food. Because maybe we had food and maybe we were cooking it on a fire or something. And so... You know, was it the wolves who came to get food or was it the humans who would give the wolves food? We don't really know, I don't think. Uh, but either way, they, they, they created this bond 
And so uh, for, for all these tens of thousands of years, we have, uh, we've been friends with the wolves, which of course then evolved into the dogs and then all of these sub-dog species, which all came from wolves. I, I'm sure I talked about that for the dog episode, which I still haven't recorded, and I think I'm just going to have to do it, maybe. But anyway, yeah, dogs, domestic, uh, and then of course the cats. I mean, the Egyptians, I think... They could have been the first to uh, domesticate the cats. I'm not sure about that, but I, don't, I know they love the cats. And uh, it's the small cats that we have domesticated. The bigger cats, mm, you know, I, I know that some people have them in captivity. They might be like semi-domesticated, but in general, they're still wild animals. And we really shouldn't be messing with them. The tigers, lions, uh, lynx, jaguar, panthers, all those buddies domesticate domestic animal and then yeah people got pigs people got pigs i do kind of want a pig but that's probably not a great idea i i do as an animal rights person i do feel like in general uh they should just be living on their own in the wild but i think at this point we've gone so far with some of these animals like dogs and cats that we we just need to be helping them out at this point yeah. It's not like I'm going to throw my cats out of the house. Never. Boo! Domesticate. First form. This is a transitive verb from circa 1639. One. To bring into domestic use. The synonym is adopt. Two. To adapt an animal or plant. To life in intimate association with and to the advantage of humans. So, to adapt to life in intimate association with humans and to the advantage of humans. So, it's helping us, and uh, I guess it would also be, and it's intimate with us, they're very close, they live very close to us, sometimes just on our lap, on our heads, and uh, it should be beneficial for them too. Uh, I know it's definitely beneficial to my cats because right now I'm giving my one cat three prescriptions for various things. She's got hyperthyroidism and she's got uh, another urinary tract infection. I mean, she's she's almost 15 years old, but yeah, she's had a few of those and I don't like that. So now she's got on antibiotics for that. Ay ay ay. She she wouldn't she wouldn't have survived very long if I hadn't have taken her in, I don't think. Okay, so number three for domesticate. To make domestic or fit for domestic life is domesticate. Four, to bring to the level of ordinary people. To bring to the level of ordinary people. So who, who are the ordinary people and who are the extraordinary people and uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, the first thing I think of is like the really, really rich people are not ordinary. And so if you somehow bring them to our level, get rid of all of their money and uh, whatever it is, fame, I don't know, then you're domesticating them just to be like the rest of us. Domestication is a noun. Boo! Domesticate, second form, noun from 1951. A domesticated animal or plant 
is just called a domesticate. Domes- uh, domesticity. Is that it? Domesticity. Yes, it is. Do a deer, a female deer. Domesticity or domesticity. Noun from 1721. One, the quality or state of being domestic or domesticated. Two, domestic activities or life. I think that would be like, uh, yeah, the, the making food at home, the laundry, the cooking, the cleaning, all of those things. Number three is plural, domesticities, and that means domestic affairs. I would think that's largely, uh, well, I guess it would be the affairs related to the home, but maybe also like the politics. Domestic partner, two words, noun from 1975. One, a company, especially in a developing country, that joins in a commercial venture with an international company. So there's a a company that's all over the world, but then they join with a company uh, only in, in one country, in a developing country, and so they are domestic to that country, I guess. Sure. Two, either one of an unmarried, heterosexual, or homosexual cohabiting couple, especially when considered as to eligibility for spousal benefits. And I have to point out that this book is old, oldish. Maybe someday I'll get a newer book. I can't, can't, can't do that right now. Um, so, you know, some of this, uh, this verbiage, these words, or even some of the information might not be exactly correct anymore. Right now I'm in 2023. So, uh, because heterosexual or homosexual, you know, there are people who are neither of those. So first of all, I think we don't even need those words. It's just an unmarried cohabiting couple. Also, doesn't have to be a couple. Could be more than two people. I would suspect and hope, because I don't know if the, what the laws say right now. Uh, and then, uh, especially when considered as to eligibility for spousal benefits. And uh, I know that now it is legal, I don't think it's changed, uh, for homosexual people, really anybody, I don't even need to be specific about that, anybody, in America at least, can be married. And so, but... If you choose not to be married, you can still be considered a domestic partner, and it may be different in different states where they say you have to live uh, to you have to live together for a certain amount of years before you can be considered domestic partners, or I think that there are other terms for that, um, and then you can still get those legal benefits even though you are not legally married. I think we're going to be seeing this a lot more. And we are all probably already seeing this a lot more. Oh, domestic partnership is a noun. Boo! Domestic prelate or prelate. Now, I'm not entirely sure how to say that. Uh, this is two words, noun from 1929. A priest having permanent honorary membership in the papal household. And the last one, boo! Domestic Relations Court. Three words. Noun from circa 1939. 
The synonym is court of domestic relations. Domestic relations court is the court of domestic relations. And I probably talked about that in the C's. So the words today were domain, domain name, domain, domain name, dome, dome, doomsday book or domesday book, domestic, domestic, domestic animal, domesticate, domesticate, domesticity, domestic partner, domestic prelate, domestic relations court. Uh, well, I don't know, I guess... The, oh, I don't know, domestic animal or domesticate. Um, I, I have mixed feelings about animals being domesticated, but at the same time, there's part of me that's also like, oh, I just want to domesticate all of them so I can just be friends with all of them. I want to hang out with all the animals and have them not be scared of me. Uh, you know, sometimes you just meet a random animal, a cat walking down the street or somebody's dog, and they might, they might be like, I don't know you. I don't care about you, but I want to be friends with all of them. Uh, so what am I picking? I don't know. Domestic animal? Sure. A domestic, a domestic animal, uh, is used to being with humans in general. So, uh, yeah, again, mixed feelings. We're not going to get into that. Domestic animal. Domestic animal. It's an animal that's used to be in with humans. Domestic animal. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, okay, so uh, we, 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 we have to talk about some movies because that's just what I do these days. Um, 80 for Brady. We went to take my mother-in-law to see this. Uh, it's a very cute and, and silly and fun movie about four old ladies who love Tom Brady's <laughs> who, who love Tom Brady, and they go to see him at the Super Bowl, and I think it takes place in 2017. So, uh, I and I have to believe that the outcome of the game is the same as the outcome of the game that actually happened. Uh, be, oh, actually, yeah, because it's based on a true story. There were actually four old ladies who, uh, who went to see the game, I guess, or f- love Tom Brady, and uh, I, you know, I think that they fictionalized a lot of this movie, but uh, yeah, it's just a fun movie. And then the next movie my wife and I saw was Terrifier 2, which is just one of the most like brutally gross with special effects stuff that you've ever did see. Uh, it's Terrifier 1, and then Terrifier 2 just came out uh, last year. We finally got around to seeing it. We watched it on Valentine's Day. It was so romantic. Um I got to say the the effects are just incredible. They are really some of like the most realistic uh gory kind of effects I've ever seen and so if you like that sort of thing, I definitely recommend it. Um and not not a for children, uh not for most adults either actually now that I mention it. Um and it's good. It's they're just they're just insane bat shit crazy movies and funny too. Okay, that's it. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Bye!